Hello everyone and welcome to another DNE podcast. I am Dan. I am Eamon. This is the 14th episode. Woo-hoo. Oh yeah, we've made it after a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, we took last week. We forgot to publish one of the episodes and then we took last week off because public holiday. So, <laughs> But we're back here. Excuse. We're, yeah. We, ex- took, we both didn't post it for both weeks. <laughs> yeah. Excuse. Li- yeah. Li- literally excuses. Um yeah that's bad um either way i wanted this one i wanted to talk about meditation this is something that daniel and i have we've you've both been doing it for since the beginning of the year right yeah Yeah. on and off now but want to get more into a better routine on that one yeah i think admittedly i've missed a couple days as well huh (laughs) it's hard to it's not hard is not hard at all actually but um it is funny the when i started at the beginning of the year i was doing it in the morning yeah and um as soon as i was like yeah i'm gonna do crossfit i didn't have that time in the morning anymore yeah. so i tried to do it at night and that just didn't feel the same and it's then now i just can't like go back to it as well um, so the plan yeah. is just to go back to the normal morning routine soon enough. I think a lot of people do it in the morning. <clears throat> hey, I think I think it's like generally what's done, and you feel calm for the whole day. I did a bit of research on it, yeah. and the reason why I was doing it in the morning is because apparently your brain is most active and like better for meditation. I don't know how true that is, how true it stands still, but like between five and six in the morning. Yeah. So like, is the quote-unquote perfect time to do it's it a but... common practice and then like i've been learning a little bit about habits in general mm. and it's like the fact that you probably did something right before you meditate like you'd go for a run or something mm. and come home and meditate and it's the disruption of that flow is like what would break the habit of it but yeah that's definitely what happened yeah but yeah i don't know myself i've been meditating at night time i just do it after my showers mm. um i don't know i just kind of wanted to ask have you had any gains from it? Do you, after doing it for a little bit? Most definitely. It probably goes back to what we were talking about a few episodes ago about like flow state in a sort of sense where when you're meditating, you're sort of in a flow state type of idea where you're basically just present in the moment. And then you, it's, it's very funny. It, it's very cool to be able to translate that into like a normal life, basically. You just going to like work or you're like studying or something and you just you can easily enter the flow state not of work but of relaxation also of work you can become yeah. more focused into what you're doing i i agree more so with the relaxation <clears throat> part of it because yeah when you're meditating you're just focusing on breath so like it is training you to like yeah be more focused and be more attentive but like i think yeah you're better able to just get in touch with being calm yeah. in in the day-to-day work yeah i still still use it what a, a bit of learning from it because <clears throat> i started meditating because of the overthinking book that i read started journaling and meditating because of it yeah mostly. this is what i was gonna say i'm like it's kind of hard for us to pinpoint benefits of meditation because i think around the same time we added a bunch of things mm. like 
like runs and, and journaling around but around you, the same time. You can tell the difference between the different things there. I could at least. Yeah. So running like was able to keep me more awake and more pumped for the rest of the day. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, but like more body wise, actually more active brain wise, which was a bit of a problem when meditating afterwards straight away because my brain would be firing and it was hard to like get into a calmer state, but it became easier over time. So maybe it was good conditioning. I think there's something really cool about like, yeah, the, there's like the elevating your heart rate <clears throat> to a high point from running and then dropping it down real low from in, in meditation. Yeah. I think it brings a lot of health benefits. But Maybe it was a really good thing to do. And I, I thrive to bring it back, honestly, as soon as my leg is back. <laughs> oh no the injury <laughs> yeah it's not good hey but it's just running now like i can do everything even roll around with you but yeah can't, can't run this is the sec- second you load it up with heaps of pressure it just dies oh as soon as i try to stop and i'm moving forward is like you can feel it still oh, dude i feel you i i, I bugged <clears throat> my wrist boxing hmm and now just like even going to the gym and lifting some weight any pressure that like is applied like this man like oh, down yeah. on the wrist like hurts and it's just actually fun sorry i don't want to steer too much off the meditation no, I'll side do, but i'll um, just bring it back whenever it's fine but um it is it was very interesting doing the 72 hour thing oh so, yeah yeah you did a three-day <clears throat> fast yeah in retrospect i did a three-day fast which the one person that i talked about apart from you had already done it so i actually don't know how common it is to do it i don't think it's a very common thing at all outside i think maybe some religious practitioners do it i mean she didn't do it for religion she just did it yeah for the sake of it but oh and oh what i was gonna say is um ever since (laughs) there are some people outside yelling some some crazy stuff (laughs) this is new i Um, really hope they might pick it up though (laughs) Um, so what I was saying is it was really funny <laughs> stop eating because so a lot happened like obviously you get a lot weaker um, and etc but body wise in like in regards to pain I l- literally all the pains I had so I had some wrist pain as well the ham the hammy ever since I stopped it hasn't hurt yet so um it literally has gone away. <laughs> Wait, the pain has, like, yeah, because of the fasting, you reckon? I mean, it is known that 72 hours in fasting, and that is one thing that I researched before I did it. Yeah. It eliminates a lot of inflammation, like general inflammation. Really? Yeah, that's carbs are really high related to inflammation. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't know anything about this type of stuff. Yeah, so it is carbs are amazing for you, but like, if you have too much of it, or if you have it like irregularly your body takes it in a weird way and it's just inflammation so a lot of things give inflammation like milk is pretty really inflammatory as well but so like stop eating really helped with pain (laughs) (laughs) really weird i wonder why hey that's nuts i mean inflammation (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i want like the like on a nutrition level Nutrition on, 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 on nutrition and on biochemical level like what's happening yeah i wonder i wonder as well well what i understand about inflammation is that basically 
imagine a cut right yeah. so we'll think of like an outside because we can kind of picture it you have a cut and like it's 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 becoming normal right it's um scabbing or whatever yeah so before it scabs if you don't treat it well it inflames right so yeah you get like the the pussy sort of look or like the red around it yeah that's basically like your raised and... yeah your body's just like overworking it like trying to fix it and because it's dirty yeah. it has to kill the bacteria and then you have like the inflammation which just makes the um healing process a lot harder so that's the same like sort of idea with like inside it's yeah. like it's inflaming it's just it's the same thing it's just you can't see yeah you know. okay yeah i have no idea i just like yeah i don't know <laughs> it is really cool though i need to learn more body stuff man because that stuff's mm. that stuff's crazy cool yeah there's probably a lot yeah. more to it this is my really basic understanding of it <laughs> um just get back to <clears throat> meditation mm. um oh well when i meditate anyway i'm mm. just i'm focusing on my breath well i started focusing on my breath and then as you get better and better. I don't know if you've done it too. Mm. You start focusing on other things, other senses, mm. like focus on your hearing or like an interesting one when your eyes are closed is just focusing on, on your vision mm. <laughs> and just looking at the back of your eyelids and realizing that you, you're you looking at the back of your eyelids. There's strange experiences to go along with it. Um, you can, yeah, l- listen, like focus on auditory things, which is like, where guided meditation comes in yeah have you done a lot of guided meditation or? no but i do like listening to things outside so like sometimes a bird will be um making noise or like you can hear the road from my room quite a bit yeah. I, I do enjoy listening to other things yeah because i i think feeling guided meditation I think if anyone wants to get into meditation, I think it's just easier, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you tend to agree or not. Then trying to focus on your breath. Like, I think when you're trying to focus on your breath, it's really hard to to catch yourself from thoughts and go back to breath. But if there's if you're listening to something that's has a coherent, like it's just going from one point to the next, a lot harder to get sidetracked from it. <laughs> yeah. People still would. Yeah, you. Yeah, but this is like that's it. I think it's like a. I think it's maybe a little easier. Yeah, probably. Than than following breath. Yeah. But. Yeah, no. There's a bunch of different types of guided meditations as well. I mean, some people just listen to music. Mm. It's really weird. It's like I can imagine listening to like any of the guided meditations just out and about would be so cringe. <laughs> I've, imagine yeah. recording one it'd be hilarious I've I've heard them I never really use it for my own meditation but they seem good it's just like basically leading you through a path pretty much it's... yeah and a lot of them are really nice a lot of them get you like because you'd have this you have like the 10 minutes or so where you are stuck in your thoughts mm. and then like after afterwards there's a period of calmness I actually think that's what helps because what I, the point that I was going to bring is I used to do it when I was a child. Mom used to take me to this place where we do yoga and one of the last things we do is like a bit of meditation. <clears throat> oh, yo. And um, I think that is exactly what it does <laughs> because they talk at the beginning and they like, 
lead you through this like peaceful like they make you imagine this peaceful area or scenario right and then after they get you to that place they're just like so breathe in breathe out yeah and then they stop talking and then and then they just like they leave you there five ten minutes and then they're like and then you're awake or whatever um so i guess that is exactly what it does it just gets you through the like the thoughts first and then lets yeah, you it takes, into t- it. it takes you to the calm rather yeah. than like without you having to struggle with your thoughts yeah but i think struggling with the thoughts is a super interesting one right yeah when you started meditation you had like a like i realized that i could not focus on <laughs> on breathing for like a minute without getting just hella distracted by my own thoughts mm. it is um like, it's just so, so much going on up there like when I started anyway that you just it's I don't know I think it's a weird one I, I've written down here the like um, like observation of consciousness really mm. like because that because that's what it is you're not ever deciding to, for these thoughts to come into your brain yeah. you're just you're sitting there trying to concentrate or concentrating on your breath mm-hmm and then you just observe these thoughts come into your brain but you're not sometimes like when you're beginning you don't even observe them come in it just it, you, they just happen yeah it just happens and then you instantly engage with it and you've just spent like three minutes thinking about the thought before you realize like wait i just got distracted hmm. it was very interesting to read meditations whilst getting into meditation yeah. i know it's funny but um <laughs> they say a lot well marcus aurelius writes, writes a lot about impulsiveness and etc and it's a very interesting relationship between the two because when you're meditating you are getting impulsive thoughts yeah regularly it's not you you didn't think about them before they appear they just appear no. so literally the word impulsive right that's what it means <laughs> yeah so it is very interesting it was very interesting to actually take a look and be self-aware of it yeah and like because I, I was gonna say earlier like i can't pinpoint much of how it's helped me in or like much of its impact in day-to-day life like it's amazing to have a calm period of every day but but no i think i think you're right it and then you just get more in touch with that feeling throughout the day and you become aware of thoughts as they arise and go, I don't really need to address this right now. No. And like, yeah, it help, helps you be less stressed, I guess. Hey, cause you can just come take up, a step but... back, basically. It's yeah, and it's what like, you gain. Like, uh, it's like it's almost training that ability, huh? Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Um, on that, do you want to do more of it? Pardon? I do want to do more of it and for like longer periods of time, but <laughs> we'll see when that restarts. I'll, I'll let everyone know. <laughs> <laughs> I think regular meditation. Yeah, I think the, the big benefit is in daily. Daily meditation is, it's like, yeah, I've heard it likened to going to the gym. It's not like you just go to the gym once a week. Well, I've noticed myself that it's beneficial to do it daily, so... I yeah. see. I see no reason to not do it. It's just yeah. It's the, like, the it break of habit has really... to be a consistency thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Putting into a habit is important. It definitely is. The whole CrossFit debacle. 
really gave me the impression the universe doesn't want me to do crossfit at least right now so (laughs) (laughs) i hey i i I meditate just like directly after my shower and before i get in bed Mm. and i think it it really it's a nice way to close out the day Mm. it really prepares for sleep you just feel super calm getting into bed and sleep sleep becomes much easier some people like to meditate multiple times a day as well so there are benefits doing at different times i can Um, imagine it's crazy though that it's like um it's crazy that it's just 10 minutes a day or like Mm. i do when i do it's like 15 15 20 Mm -hmm. but when you start you don't have to do it for like you can do it for like five minutes yeah but it's crazy that like you know i think it's a super important thing for me to do i think it's a super important thing for everyone to do but like somehow and similar with yourself you just skip a day like but you had five minutes in, in that day that you could have done it hmm. it's crazy when it, when there's things that you know you will be beneficial that don't take much time and you still don't do it yeah it still doesn't happen no, I, no, no. I don't yeah it is weird need to meditate on why that why that happens eh? <laughs> see people say that but i don't i don't like meditating on things no. that defeats the complete purpose of my entire change over to meditation which is think less of things <laughs> okay <laughs> no i mean i tend i mean i tend to agree like i think um yeah focusing on breath is is a good one i don't know sometimes mm. i'll sit down and, and meditate on situations or emotions yeah and really run really run run through why i'm feeling it see that's interesting mine is complete diff- completely different mine is usually to let go of things and not i mean not hold on to it generally same <laughs> it's just like a, a moment to allow myself to feel it so that i don't mm-hmm. have to walk around feeling that for the next week it's like i can just get over i can feel that emotion and think through it in like just give myself a time to do that yeah so that i'm not going to be stressed and thinking about it in in the future and letting it impact stuff yeah yeah but that's good it is a good way to take things of notice but let yourself feel and then move on to i have down here we can talk about the free will versus determinism hey are we doing that one (laughs) we can we can do that one okay because i think it leads in well because we i mean we can talk more about meditation if you want but i think (laughs) the observing your thoughts Mm. is a cool because like uh, then uh, your uh, other thoughts coming into your brain like you like we i don't know if you acknowledge but like i think i acknowledge that i can't control them didn't we talk about this last time? I, maybe. I think, <laughs> I think briefly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my views changed, I think. I think I used to stick on determinism pretty hard. But there's... Determinism versus free will? Yeah. Okay. I think I... There's an element of free will that's strange. That, like, I don't believe it's there, but it feels like it's there, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's one that is hard to describe and hard to explain because no one technically knows. There are so many researches on it, but it's just something that we can't find out, like same as consciousness and etc. It's just stuff that we have a pretty good base on it. We have theories on it and we 
believe in certain things, but there's no there's no hard solid answer to any there's of no it. No hard evidence. No, there's no hard evidence at all. Because how does one measure consciousness? How does one view consciousness? you know, it's just. I guess that's a cool perspective to have. Hey? And right. with that, well, that <laughs> one of my hard beliefs is you shouldn't have hard beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting one yeah paradoxical it is it's ironical almost almost hypocritical one would say but um it's true is why would you have hard beliefs everything changes so constantly and nothing is linear everything is non-linear yeah i mean i agree like you always be open to the idea that there's information that you haven't observed yeah so to put that into the conversation we're having is free will non-free will what what do i reckon it is i i have a feeling that there is some free will to it um i believe we we have the intuitive self and we have the irrational self which we can control and can't control yeah um and that's i think i believe that's the difference between the instinctual of us and the rational of us yeah i was just gonna bring up um because yeah determinism is strictly based off just like the the argument that yeah it's just reactions to science like it's just chemical reactions causing new chemical reactions Mm mm-hmm but like maybe it's not free will I don't know something you said sparked this idea because mm. I think something about consciousness I remember someone talking about it being uh, what's this what's the what's the name for small science quantum mechanics yeah yeah well yeah 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 like maybe like I think there's I think quantum mechanics quantum has, physics sorry. yeah has been likened to consciousness somehow yeah. So maybe there's like an element of just kind of, you know, innate randomness. Quantum mechanics and quantum physics is a really interesting one because it's something that we're just touching now m- more. Yeah. Because um, all quantum physics and quantum mechanics have been theoretical for most of the time because what yeah. quantum comes down to is so small that we only recently have been able to have equipment to test what what is it is it it's like it's like this like like the gravity of atoms right <laughs> it's very hard to explain is that um oh, okay. i i wouldn't even be able to explain well because i'm not a physicist fair, i have a fair, i have a very fair. brief understanding of it from like a lot of videos that i watch because i find <laughs> it very interesting but um yeah the the truth of it is it's something that we're just dipping our feet in really we're proving that all these like things that we believed in the past are true um or as far as we've experimented seem to be true yeah like like currently currently that's true (laughs) so it's it's a really cool one like the computer that created the black hole for example right yeah um like they did the simulation of the black hole that was a quantum computer but the thing is though that is entirely made of code although it seems true and although it very likely to be true it's also very likely not to be if that makes sense it's a very yeah i remember the video hard <laughs> one amazing but like well there's there's a there's a lot of 
science that backs up the opposite yeah. unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to synthesize anything that was in that <laughs> yeah but to the point that the we were making thing. though yeah um quantum is interesting so like maybe that like but maybe that is just a solid argument against determinism then right if there's like an element of because i think i've seen i think i shared it to you mm. there's like that element of quantum science in consciousness yes that, that degree of randomness i wanted and to read that book i don't know if you saw it, it was quantum i didn't um, know there was a book there is a book about consciousness and etc i lost my phone so i can't find it anymore but i'm sure if i go through a little search oh. i can re-find it yeah your old phone i was like i was like your phone is sitting right there <laughs> no the one that has been lost in the valley <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I don't know. No, that's cool because I've always I've always believed in determinism, mm-hmm. and I think that's a. I think that's a good argument against it. Um, I mean, there is very little to argue against it, but there is also very little to argue against free will as well. Um, you know, things happen and you react to it. That's just a simple fact, and that's just a truth of it. But that doesn't mean yeah. is. Um, what do you what do you call it again? Mo- sorry, you have free will and you have determinism. Determinant. De- de- well, determinism. 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 Okay. Yeah. You react to something doesn't mean technically that it has to be that. Yeah, and this is what like traditionally the argument was that based on your upbringing, based on the chemical reactions that have happened prior to the chemical re- reaction that has caused you to react to this scenario you're destined or you're determined to react in a certain way but wouldn't you be determined be a type of free will on itself because you're determinant or is well i think the art like the the counter argument is the free will which is like you have full control over how you react to the situation Mm -hmm. and determinism is kind of just like pulling pulling that back and just saying like nah you don't have control you yeah just... see i don't see i don't see any i don't see as either yeah no and i do you know what i think i think with the i think i tend to agree because i, I think it's just an element of randomness in it is because it's so you... easy to debate each of them yeah you do things nah you don't have control over it why oh because one thing leads to another and you're like yeah but i can say that about anything <laughs> yeah i think I, I think i heard someone talking about it ages ago i was at some uh i don't know i wouldn't call it a seminar but i'm gonna call it that because i can't find a better word yeah and i think he was talking about it and then someone asked him if he thinks murder is okay then if the if well he's they're like if the person had no had no control over like what they were gonna do then like how are you gonna put that person in jail <laughs> that's true what did he say i don't remember exact i don't remember what he said but like it was something along the lines of like you know destined to put it like put in laws that's to, an interesting to, to, to See, control how someone is going to act it sounds it something like that. it sounds more religious to think that way like you have you are destined your faith you have I mean, it's, you have fate it's grounded in laws of science which is why like the fact that it's just chemical reactions and it's just hmm. electrons firing and whatnot based oh, but on- that but that will happen regardless right but that that happens to everything everything yeah. are chemical reactions and sure but you you are experiencing something throughout your life and i don't know what would be the 
the line between it and consciousness you know um what would be the free will and what would be the the other one <laughs> which i can't say determinism <laughs> yeah yeah um, no, i get you and that's why i think the but free will is also I would say free will is a hard one to say we have fully. <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah, they're both just r- real extremes. Yeah, it's in an argument, and it kind of going to be somewhere in the middle, and the somewhere in the middle is going to be determined by like yeah, it's just an element of randomness. I mean, I'm happy to be proven otherwise, but I'm I'm happy to too. But I'm just, we're just theorizing, you know, you know, mm. like like maybe there is a maybe if you meditate, you can train yourself to (laughs) see but i don't think anyone really ever reaches their like 100 percent control of themselves because there are situations that people will react poorly or not not poorly but not along their their lines they believe to be following yeah i'm sure a lot of people are very good at it but there are situations that (laughs) would test that theory you know we are humans yeah yeah Yeah, i think there's like habits will definitely be most like events where you just react the exact same but yeah there's definitely like, yeah there's going there has to be some things that there's no way that you could have if you froze time be able to tell how someone's going to react yeah is that kind of what you're saying yeah and it would be interesting to see someone who is reactiveless to things and very to anything imagine imagine reaching that that would be like, amazing yeah and then there's going to be like a there has to become a point where you go like, oh, I no longer wish to act like this in response to this and then train yourself to respond a different way. Mm. It's like, is that determinism? We, <laughs> like, It feels more like free will, That's right? what I mean, right? Maybe like, I think there's like a little gray area, huh? Yeah, I mean... I like that conclusion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much to discuss on that. Hey, like there's no argument. Is that that that's one of the reasons I like talking about these sort of things because there is never a one hundred percent conclusion. No, one because we don't study it, so it would be impossible. But two, it's just it's just stuff that no one has concluded. Yeah, no, and I think it's just it's it's fun to think about these things. Yeah, after after meditating and realizing how much of our thoughts are just we don't have control over them mm. so no nah, i don't know I, th- I thought that one was fun another question i had was what is motivation what's motivation <laughs> does it exist or do you just is there just the or is it just regiment because like it's crazy because i think medi- i think i think motivation exists but like yeah I don't think it's a long lasting I don't think it's always around yeah I mean if one wants to be picky with words then go for it there is there would be like a like what is motivation in the sense of like what literally is it because we know what happy is we know what sad is right is would would um motivation be a state of mood or would it be like a um like a flow state or I think it's gonna be a state of mood I think it's gonna be a state of mood that kind of like uh, makes you want to get into the flow state yeah into doing something like yeah I see what you mean like on a a neuro on a neuroscience level like a 
like a dopamine release. Like, uh, if you had to dumb it down, you know, I guess you can apply dopamine release to like anything, right? But mm. take, sadness take some, take some drugs, get some dopamine and then like you, you're motivated mm. to take those drugs again, to like to chase that high. Like, is that what you're saying? Like maybe motivation works in, in that as a chemical state in your brain to get you to do something? No, but I like the way it's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of that. that was... <laughs> I didn't say anything about chemicals. I don't know where you're hey, coming up with oh, that my, stuff. Oh man. my bad, my bad. I, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought you bro- were trying to break it down into like a. I thought you're trying to break it down into a, on a science level. Like, I mean, of like what, like what is motivation? Like, like, like well, literally, well, like what? what, what I, the... I like where it's going, though. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This is <laughs> that's that just makes you think more about it, right? Because <clears throat> the deeper you go. Surely there is a sense, there is a chemical reaction to motivation, right? But it's just a question of, is it what what imposes motivation, you know? Yeah. Would that be free will? Maybe. I don't know. Because you don't want to do something and then all of a sudden you motivate yourself to do that something. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is because I've heard this likened to like uh, like uh, combat sports I mean, you'll be able to relate in in jiu-jitsu mainly I think is where I heard this whereas like someone's in a lock or like low chance of getting out of it and instead of just like giving in and being like oh I'm screwed there's like this motivation there's like something to be like nah I'm a I'm a, I'm a break free in mm. a moment when like a lot of people wouldn't and I'm like that's crazy how like where does the motivation to fight back in that scenario come comes from I mean from? most like, fighters do man as far as I've noticed no one really gives up on locks like it happens yeah but it's it's different to when I think I'm trying to liken it to a scenario that is like um one where the odds don't look good, mm. but you're motivated. You still do to it. to push through the suffering or whatever. Yeah, like it's not it's not what I described earlier, which like is just kind of like a chemical reaction. It's like a, like I think what I described is more of a habit or more of a, like an addiction. Mm. But like, it's cool to think that there's something there. Like something happens in the brain at that in that state that switches the yeah I don't yeah I'm not sure what it is but it's an interesting one yeah if motivation exists probably (laughs) how does it exist (laughs) no clue yeah um yeah because it's even it's a hard question to even deal with right if you really think about it it's like yeah it's, yeah, it's a, bit, a bit full on it is it is a what did someone say the other day not heavy just load a question it's like there is not really a simple answer to it right no and there's a lot of like different avenues to attack it from yeah. like I've, I've heard of different answers to it before yeah like I think one was just like nah motivation doesn't exist you just 
you just motivate yourself. <laughs> nah, yeah, no, you just, they're, they're just like, you just do. You just do it. <laughs> it's like runs in the morning. It's like, oh, See, this, this is what I mean about being picky about the word, right? Because the what most people would call motivation is just the action of you do it. <laughs> You're motivated to do that. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> but I think like it's like a... Like, if you don't want to run in the morning, you're not feeling very motivated. Mm. Whereas some people are going to wake up and just be like, like, ugh, I, I have to. Because <laughs> I have to. And then you technically motivate yourself to do that's it. That's it, that's yeah. it. It's just, it's just the, the whole idea of being picky with the word that is funny because all these... One thing that I've noticed and I've noticed more ever since we've started to like go into this direction of like trying to be healthier and stuff yeah. is how much people who like think they're so much above so much everyone else they try to like become very picky with these words to like really seem more wise and it's just funny and it's ridiculous it's like come on like i i respect it yeah but like at the same like i respect it because clearly they see something on that and like it's great for them right yeah <laughs> their mind state mwah, beautiful you're welcome that's cool but it is low-key cringe to watch it's a little like huh, he is just like telling himself something really random for other people to follow, but it's literally just being picky with a word that's used normally. And is this people don't see much on motivation. it. Motivation. That's just an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. But there are others. <laughs> there are definitely others. I just really can't <laughs> think of any right now, which is very sad, but... I mean, I love being picky with words. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but it like just to sound like extra wise and it's like you hear them... I mean, on yeah, a video being like, oh, <laughs> screw motivation. Motivation doesn't exist. And then it's just like, <laughs> you just, you just at home, you don't feeling good. Just pick up some weights and lift it. And then someone on the outside that like really thinks uh, two seconds extra about <laughs> it. And like, they're like, well, that's what I would it. call motivation. <laughs> would you call that motivation? I would. You motivate yourself to pick up some weights. I don't know. Like that is what, what else would you use? Convinced yourself to do it if i look cinnamons in google will probably show up as motivation let's see let's go go for it i'm i'm i i I like the chain of thought because like there there has to be like a yeah there's like a founding reason behind the i need i i need to do it that that gets you to do it that is that motivates you to do it Oh, no, there's a hundred percent things that you have done. There's a hundred percent things I've done that like, I wouldn't really say that convincing myself to do it was motivating myself to do it. That's I fair. still, still see, stood there and really didn't want to do it. But I'm but. pretty sure all these like speakers would say the same about the convince word. It would just move on to that other topic. They'll be like, you convince yourself? You have to go through that thought process? Nah, man, you just do it. And it's like, okay, man, this conversation's pointless. <laughs> you see, see what I mean? I see what you're saying. It's I not a synonym, by the way. I looked at it. It's it, not. It's, it's not, not a synonym. Persuade, apparently it is. I persuaded myself into the word. Nah, man. <laughs> nah, you didn't persuade yourself. You just, like, did it. <laughs> you can persuade yourself into it. I mean, persuade yourself to do it. It's just funny, man. It is funny that there has to be, like, a... Yeah, maybe it's just, like, a the ability to touch back into the reason why you wanted to do the thing. 
No, it's funny because people can't explain the reason why these words are really wrong. <laughs> They're <Why>? just words. <laughs> They're just words. They mean nothing. They mean absolutely zero. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You're the right. action it's means just, it's a combination. Everything. It's a combination of sounds that is used to describe maybe maybe a what like what like like what is it using what what is it describing to know it's clearly for these people like a lot of emotion very heavy words <laughs> very loaded with emotion But so words. many people use the word motivation everyone uses it because it's a common word to use for everything it doesn't have to be emotionally loaded like most of these emotionally speak like big speakers do you know like the whole But when you talk about motivation, I really need more examples I think, on that one. I mean, like, look, I think, yeah, I, I might, I might just pull it completely down like a stupid path by mm. asking, like, like I think when you say bird, you're describing that animal that exists, and you're just putting like a combination of sounds to like a thing, so that okay. you're able, to, so that you're able to describe it. We're, we're we're moving to another conversation, yeah. Like this is something else. This is not about motivation. Kind of, yeah, okay. Kind of, I mean, it's staying on motivation because right, right, right. I was just kind of giving a, an example to right, right. like grounding the idea. In, like so we a, got bird. A bird being yeah. a physical thing. Uh, I'm like, yeah, maybe <clears throat> like what is the... what Like when you say motivation, what's the thing being described? <laughs> I think, but yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe Nothing. I just, maybe I just pulled it down like a... <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just pulled it down like some horribly just like what you know like it's impossible nah I get it I get it and there is well when you say happy or sad you can you can pinpoint what it is even though yeah. you can't see yeah motivation you can't really pinpoint what it is hence I don't understand what what's the beef with these people <laughs> with the word <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they're like They're like this is such a weak word this word makes you weak <laughs> weak like calm down everybody it's not <laughs> really <laughs> it's just a word and actually really funny um it's to, kind of just convincing yourself though hey it's to, like persu to, persuasion hey to add to what you were saying about language right um our language like english language changed not too long ago like it, it is going through like changes all the time and um uh, i was i was looking to this very recently it was um when the french took over england right when the yeah. north when the nords took over england so that's when that's where we get all these like derivations of words so for example beef and we have beef and you have um i was uh Damn. Okay, I, I missed. I the, forgot. I, I missed the word that you used to describe the two words. Oh. Yeah. So you have two types of words that say the same thing. It's just like, and and now we use a one for like like beef and steak. Um. No. It's oh. um. I don't know. I don't oh, push give me. It. Give me a thing. Give, give me a second. The the current English that we speak is Anglo-Saxon, and it's basically yeah. the the derivation between the Anglo and the Saxons is. And one that is in between as well, which I forget. Yeah. But um, is there a Brazilian or Spanish word for motivation? Um, motivado. And it means kind of like the it same means thing. Motivated, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or motivado. It means that we have two of them, man: the feminine and the masculine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm. It is literally the difference between an O and an A. 
Cool thing, because anytime I come across any, I, I like asking that question if it if there's words for something in another language, because I think it's like it's interesting to think about how people in a completely different geological environment come up with a word to describe the exact same thing when like the same thing that we're describing using the English language they're describing yet there's no they didn't ever communicate to come up with that Mm -hmm. unless they did at some point but how okay so let me to, to add to what I was saying right yep so these are these are like just very simple ones and like when the Normans took over England and <clears throat> we started seeing what we have now as the English language, you had the French who were, sorry, the the noble class of England then, after yeah. the Normans attacked, they were the nobles, so they would speak in a more like formal form, while the English yeah. would speak quote-unquote in a more like peasant sort of speak yeah, right just going back to our where swear words kind of originated yeah stuff. and yeah. basically where this started is where you have the difference between cow sheep and swine and you have beef mouton and pork right beef mutton and pork yeah so th- those are the words that they used to describe even the animal itself right and yeah. then I don't know. I only know freaking and video games gave me mutton was lamb. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. why it's just the changing language, right? And then you have a bunch of other things. Apparently, <laughs> there's so much change. Like, even the, you know, white, it's how the English used to say it. So you have white, oh. which is white now. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> the, the woman, women, women. It's it's um the English used to say it that way, and then the Normans changed the the letters around. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. So and that's what kind of has contributed towards towards what we the English language as we know it. And to the to the point of this whole thing that i'm saying <laughs> yeah is words have very little meaning they change all the time <laughs> yeah well i think yeah they're in, they're inherently then made up <laughs> yeah yeah as as you described it and it's very true they are just a bunch of noises and frequencies that if an alien species came around and didn't know the language this would look very weird if they didn't use this as yeah. a way of communication <laughs> <laughs> no you're, you're you're right no i've because I, I heard about that somewhere i like again i think it was some some YouTube video and he was talking about kind of perception of things and he's like if you don't have a word to be able to describe something then you're not able to observe it interesting in what sense though like um like uh well we'll see we'll see how good of an example this is Mm. but I look at a car versus you look at a car we're gonna have very different interpretations of the, the car because mm-hmm. you can probably put different words to describe the metals in the engine and the clearances and like you know from your perspective people look at different things yeah but like based on your understanding because you can put words to things in that environment you're going to come up with a different a different perspective or a different idea of mm. how good bad this car is whereas I'll be, I'll be able to look and I'll put more words to maybe suspension parts and whatever so like while we both have an understanding 
it's kind of like you'll you have different perceptions of the same thing based on what you can observe mm. on the thing and you can only put you can only describe what you can observe like maybe someone looking at a house will be able to have a different perception of the house as myself who cannot describe anything based around construction of a house mm. uh, I don't know it was interesting that like that is interesting it's like a, it's like words are kind of like a, a bottleneck for yeah, your understanding yeah I mean we all learnt to in a different way if you really think about it we, we, we use words in different ways we just really made it so the other people can understand and that, that not, not everyone has that um, not, not everyone even has that um, capability of making sense of their own words and making other people understand what they're saying, right? That's, yeah. That is one thing that I've read that is very true in psychology that... This is a communication thing, right? Yeah, it's a, you have to speak in the listener's terms. That's something that I learned very recently. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, words mean very little. <laughs> um, what, what really matters is your... Uh, well, what I believe matters, right? Yeah. Is um, how you actually, your impression of the situation and how you actually speak, right? Not the words itself, but how you actually... Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Imposing like you're, that idea. You're to- are you kind of talking about like... Um, like tonality. Yeah, tonality, body language. Um, yeah. You've heard, you've heard the... There's like numbers that break down the percentage of communication that is based on each component oh really yeah i, I haven't off the top of my head i look i'll google it we're running out of time i need to bounce go do my groceries but we'll see if i can find this before before we dip yeah while well, your research um what i was thinking is like the the real difference um between like you having an argument with someone right so you're yelling and you're swearing versus you're yelling and swearing in an unfriendly environment <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it's a completely different tonality, different, completely different like body language, and you could be yeah. saying the absolute same thing just in a complete different way, and it's just perceptive. Yeah, it's in a different yeah, way. Yeah, that, that's how that's how dogs understand, right? They're mm. they're based on the tonality rather than like because they don't understand what you're saying. So you would say dogs, but that's how we understand it too. Yeah, like no, so it, so this is it. It's seven seven percent. <clears throat> like elements of personal communication mm. like when it comes to total like when you're having to convey your idea or communicate with someone how effective this message is at getting to the other person is seven percent of it is based on the spoken words mm-hmm. 38 based on the tone and like your voice mm-hmm. and then 55 <laughs> of it 55 percent of it is based on your body language and like mm-hmm. your your pose and your your poise and whatnot so yeah, I don't know. I think when I heard about this, it was kind of talking about texting, calling, and then talking in person. Yeah, the difference. Yeah, like how, like why one is more effective than another. So, mm. I don't know. Like that's that that's that's it's an interesting one because it's very interesting. See, I had no idea about that, but it was it's a very it's almost obvious, isn't it? Like uh, the idea of that words really don't matter. What really matters is how you're conveying those words. Yeah. You, you could have a tiny vocabulary and still convey and be charismatic yeah, and, and a convincing person. Being sarcastic over text <laughs> versus being sarcastic over the phone or in person, very different. <laughs> well, I could put I could put into like, for example, start on a very, very primitive example, but 
colonial days, right? People going to yeah. other islands and having to talk to the natives and not going into war because people don't want to go into war. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, right? Yeah. You, you kill them later after you, <laughs> after you become friends with them and take their treasure. After you know where things are, you kill them. That's the that that was the ideology back then, right? Yeah. Um, so those people didn't know their language, and when you arrive to a country, you still don't have a baby ah, to learn both languages. It's just the hostility is that what you, is that kind of what you're saying? Well, there was no hostility. Well, the idea at the beginning was to start with no hostility a good colonial would actually come and be like oh here's here's some presents look at this how nice is this and you're like this is water this is food do you have this um trade yeah so people on this like we actually really funny i think humans really understand with (laughs) presents (laughs) (laughs) that is the universal communication system i reckon but yeah. Proven otherwise on that one. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I was really because I was like, we we have to close it out, and I was like, I'm so intrigued as to how he's drawing the connection between the communication and then like colonials murdering people. Oh yeah. No, well, I was like, Damn, this is quite the jump, but no, I I mean, like, makes sense. Well, it comes down to it, you know, because to a less primitive instance, I came to Australia with no English, you know, and yeah. And up until you learnt the words, all of everything you were doing was communicating. People through. thought I was friendly still, man. Yeah. Like, people still try to talk to me, even though I really didn't want to talk to them because it was just embarrassing. Yeah. But like... But you'd be communicating that yeah. idea to them through your tonality and body language. You've met, you've met internationals before, hey? Like, when, like at school, for example. And they're like, oh, he's so happy and etc. Well, I think, yeah, you can understand a lot of like what they're doing like sometime. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is like interesting. I, I was in Japan you can tell the ones that are confident you can tell the ones that are a little anxious to talk to people yep like before they even really open their mouth even with their poor English it's like you can un- you can, can like there's definitely you know what's going on some of them are like more effective communicators than others and it has like very little to do on them <laughs> with how they're actually speaking it is really funny I, I love languages it's just it, it intrigues me very much We'll have to do another. We'll have to do another episode on, on languages for sure. Because you know a couple of languages. I don't know any other languages. I only know one. I can. Oh, well, you know one. I can kerfuffle on Spanish, but that's about it. Yeah, that works. And make fun of it, but yeah. Anyway, for this episode, we will finalize it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up. Hopefully, we don't take any more any more breaks. But can't yeah. make any promises to you. Sorry. No. This is just a fun little thing that we do anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. It is It is good to keep it scheduled, though. Yeah. Um, but all in all, thank you very much for listening, and um, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Hope you have a great day. See you in episode 15. Thank you.